Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom. And I'm Isaac from Resolute Man. We've been married for 21 years and have seen the fruit from raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible. We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from their faith by age 18. And it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in the following world. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Hey, guys. We're so glad you're here. We are, and today we are navigating a very complicated topic. Yes. It's actually, we titled this, Navigating Woke Companies and Spending. Um, this is a relevant issue that it has come up since the overturn of Roe versus Wade, and so we felt um, an urgency, if you will, to talk about this more in depth because I know that as a mom in our family dynamics, mm -hmm. I do a lot more of the spending, I would say, right? Like I'm doing the grocery shopping, mm -hmm. buying kids clothes, shoes, those kinds of things, school supply stuff. Um, and this specific conversation about consumerism and realizing that so many companies are being exposed for having misaligning beliefs could be overwhelming. Yeah. And and. I, I think that a lot of women could even potentially struggle with feeling guilt or like not even want to have a conversation about this, but we want to bring hope. We want to encourage you, but we also want to dig into what the Bible says about this and give you some resources that will help you. And hey, this is, everybody's got unique and different situations, living in different places with different access to different kinds of stores and shopping experiences, people yep. all around the world with yep. different laws and things going on. We recognize that. And so mm -hmm. we're not going to give you a prescription for exactly what to do, but we are going to talk yeah. about what the Bible says, share some of our own insights and convictions, mm -hmm. and hopefully this helps you uh, as a married couple to really navigate mm -hmm. that. And husbands need to be involved, even though maybe we're not doing as much mm -hmm. shopping. We need to care. We need to be involved. This is a this is a very important thing because remember, you know, we're not just telling our kids the right way to live. We're not just only reading the Bible to them, but we're also living out. What, what we says. do, yeah. our example is so powerful. Mm -hmm. And is the world going to be more uncertain or less uncertain when they launch from your home? Well, we already know right. what the Bible says. It's going to be right. more uncertain. Change happens more rapidly every single year. There will be increasingly more and more um, potential uh unpreparedness, if you will, in future years. And what I mean by that is like, who would have thought, right? Like 20 years ago what is being exposed today and that is moving Christians in large droves from a, like even wanting to go buy Starbucks coffee, for example, like who would have thought 20 years ago that this is all that's been revealed is being revealed. So here we are navigating something for the first time ever. And I would say we are the first generation that's navigating this. And so we're obviously learning as you probably are. So come walk alongside us as we have this discussion about this awesome topic. And hey, thanks for joining the movement. Every time you share on social media, give reviews on iTunes or elsewhere, it helps the algorithms, it helps get the movement out there to mm -hmm. impact 10 million families and their legacies. We're so glad you're along for the ride. We're full-time, so every time you purchase a course, a book, a product at Resolute Man or Courageous Parenting uh, or even Courageous Mom and, and by the postpartum course and things like that, it all mm -hmm. makes us 
able to do all the free things and offer free content, the workshops, the podcasts, and so forth. So we so appreciate you being mm-hmm. on this journey with us. We could not do it without you, and we're so thrilled. So, hey, let's dive into this. Okay, so this last week, there were some really amazing things that happened worthy of celebrating. Roe versus Wade was overturned. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. I want to share something I shared with our family this morning, uh, which because we've lived our entire lives, uh, most people mm-hmm. listening, with this being a ruling, with this being the way it is in America, at right. least. It was and, 1973, Yeah, right? so I was born yeah. in 75. You were born in 79, just tell everybody our ages. That's right. And yeah. so that that was when Jane Roe versus Wade, the court trials and Supreme Court ruled in favor so, of abortion. So, so we've lived with this reality, and I'm just going to be really honest for a second. I know there's some people that have really been fighting, like Live Action, Incredible Job, and just other Mm -hmm. organizations and people that have really been fighting this fight, Mm -hmm. and I I praise them for that. I have... have, We've also spoken up on this before. And we've and, gone to pro-life marathon we've, walks. We've done things. And, we've yeah, always yeah. expressed our, our voice on it. Yeah. But in the back of my mind, it was kind of like, I kind of think this is the way it's going to continue to be. It was hard to imagine the Supreme Court overturning that. Of course, that was part of why we voted for Trump the first time was Supreme Court. I, I have a video where I talked about that right. back in 2016. It's also why we moved from Oregon. If you listen to our strategic relocation podcast, we talked about the that was one of the things that we personally had a deep conviction on for many years when we were living in Oregon is that part of our taxpayer money was going to provide and we abortions. Were that was part of the reason that we're done with it. You can go look at strategic relocation. Yep. But my point is to the family this morning is that it so almost subconsciously, like maybe that's not going to change. And because that's not going to change, that's a difficult fight to to put all of our effort yeah. into. And, and I, I praise the people yeah. that have put all their effort into that. But at the yeah. same time, we have to be aware uh, of the change that's happened. It's like we need to rethink our vigor about this. We need to rethink so our good. choices about mm-hmm. this because now it has been changed from the federal level. Mm-hmm. Now it's up to the states to decide. There's already 13 states in the United States that immediately um, are mm-hmm. making it illegal. And it'll be determined on some others. And it's pretty yeah. sure that half the states will stay, you know, keep an abortion going. Yeah. But we, we now have to be cognizant of this and go, okay, what do we believe on this? What does the Bible say on this? And this episode is not about Roe v. Wade or abortion necessarily, but it's about how mm-hmm. we spend money and where we decide to spend money based on how companies are reacting to this. And I think we need to think more clearly and sober-minded about this now that this there's this mm-hmm. radical good change that's happened. It's interesting because when you were talking about um, with the kids about how even you had like in the back of your head this like this deception that it might not ever get overturned. Part of it, I know for me, I was sitting there and thinking, why would we think that? And and honestly, it, from a biblical perspective, when you are aware that we are in end days and the Bible says that things are going to get worse, we've talked about this so many times, like we shouldn't be shocked as Christians by the crazy woke agenda 
we shouldn't be surprised because we know it has to get much worse before Jesus comes back again. And so I think because we believe that, mm-hmm. we were like, oh, abortion is legalized. This is so awful. Mm-hmm. But we also believed it's going to get worse, not better. And I think that this is such a good, like, shaking. I feel like God is literally going, wake up, Christians. Like, yeah. if he could clap his hands and be like, wake up, like... When you pray, things can happen. When you are willing to stand up and speak truth, this is what can happen. And I think that for far too long, even with like election fraud type of um, things that have happened, we all have like, we started believing this deception again, that our vote doesn't matter, that our our voice doesn't matter, right? With the threat of the freedom of speech being taken away, with censorship on social media and different things. Like there are all these like potential deceptions that we are clinging to, just like Roe versus Wade might not ever get overturned. And by the way, parents, you are so powerful, unbelievably powerful. I'm just going to give you a couple things. There's way more than I even know in my top of my mind, but Disney stock is down 50%. Netflix laid off hundreds and hundreds of employees because viewership and subscribership is going way down because of their just atrocious content that they're putting out. Which is brainwashing our children. So way to go, way to stand up. So whenever you think, Mm -hmm. I don't know if it makes a difference where I spend a dollar, it is making a yeah. difference because parents by the droves are making conscientious decisions based on Holy Spirit conviction. Right. And that is a game changer. It's a game changer and it brings glory to God and it protects the next generation of future leaders, your children. And so this is a really big deal. Now, at the same time, again, I want to remind you, like if you're listening, you're like, okay, I agree with everything that you've just said, but it's so overwhelming to think about where am I going to get my soap? Where am I going to get my crackers? Where am I going to get cereal? Where am I going to get gas? Where am I going to bank? What kind of car do I have? I could go on and on. Literally think about everything that you buy. Like Mm -hmm. that is an overwhelming prospect to have to reevaluate. And the thought of like, okay, how do I find out what companies, like I don't have time to do research Guys, this is not something that we are passionate about, like in the sense of like, I'm not going to go out there and be doing a lot of research and making a list I because I don't feel like that is what God has called me to do within the body of Christ. And what he's called me to do, what mission is this greater under, it's courageous parenting. Yeah. It's courageous mom. And so, but we are going to share with you some resources of people who have been called up by God, who have been talented, who have been doing the research, and they're providing resources that will help all of us. Yeah. And so we want to just go, okay, look over here. Here's a resource. <laughs> and one of those is secondvote.com, which I someone just shared with me yesterday. And I did a little bit of research on their website, read the main I am like so excited about this. Um, I will potentially be interviewing so can, the president can, in the future. You can put in Target and it'll give you an alternative. It well, it'll give you a rating. So you don't have to do the research. But what's also great about like their Instagram profile, for example, is that they do give alternatives to things like they'll say, buy a Prius, not Honda or like, you know, like different things like that. Now, on that note, I just want to say like if you have a car, if you have a Honda, because I just said Honda. I don't want you to feel like there's any kind of judgment from us. There is, we will talk about this more down the road, but there is grace. Amen. 
Amen. Okay. Right here, it talks about in Ephesians, uh, something to think about, 5, 6, and on through 11, I believe. So let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not become partners with them. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit mm-hmm. of the light is found in all that is good and right and true. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we get into it. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. That's what we're talking about here. Try it's, to discern yeah. what is pleasing to the Lord. And it doesn't say and, but take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. And there's a lot being exposed right now. Yeah. Yeah. So it's important that we consider that, that walking in this world is an interesting thing because we need certain things that we spend money on. We enjoy certain things that we spend money on. And those very come, I'll give you an example. Like I use an Apple iPhone. Okay. Am I going to stop using an iPhone like right now? Because um, Apple is supporting people to go have abortions in paying for expenses. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not going to stop using my iPhone right now because that's mm-hmm. a big expense to figure out. Um, there's kind of a monopoly on technology. You could go to Android and things like that, I know. But that you know the Google platform isn't much better in, for, in terms of what they believe in. So these are things to wrestle with. But I think what we do need to do... I'm hopeful maybe Christians or or a neutral company can come out with an awesome phone and I would switch. Mm -hmm. That would be awesome. But the thing is, is that what can we do? I think that's the topic of conversation is like, hey, where can we be prudent and and not hurt the finances of our family, the well-being of our family, but at the same time, make conscientious choices and steward our money well? Right. Stewardship. So that's like the key word that it has been like on my the my mind regarding what I purchase. This concept of stewardship, which we all should know, is a biblical teaching. Um, there, if you look up in your concordance stewardship, you're going to get a lot of Bible verses to study. And I would encourage you to do that. Um, and even to do that with your kids. Um, I know that you guys, this is a, we talked about, this is a a parenting podcast and we're potentially diving into a topic that you might go, well, this doesn't really have anything to do with parenting Isaac and Angie, but it actually does. Um, Yes. Isaac talked about how we as parents need to be an example. That's one reason. But the other reason is that we actually do need to teach our kids about Mm -hmm. this new um, this new opportunity that we have as Christians to be more conscientious and purposeful and intentional with where we spend our money. Um, and, and, and how awesome. Can I just say that this is actually a good thing that all of the the sin and deceitfulness is being exposed. Can you can you see that there is goodness there? I think that we need to focus for a second and just praise Jesus. Mm-hmm. That the evil works of darkness is being exposed. That is so helpful mm-hmm. because if we do have a choice to go into the mom and pop coffee shop that it has Christian worship music playing or to go through the Starbucks drive-through, we should do the latter. We should go and support the coffee shop that has Amen. values and their 
ethics in alignment with what scripture says. Because the reality is, is we're living in a world where the government is obviously against capitalism at this moment, and they are trying to shut down those businesses. How can we love a a brother and sister in Christ who's got a business by choosing to help them? And shouldn't we teach our children this? This is a new way of doing economy, Mm -hmm. is to align what we purchase with our values. And it was interesting because when we were just talking about scripture together, one of the verses that came to my mind was Matthew 6, verse 19 and 21, which talks about where your treasure is, there your heart will also be, which is actually talking more so about giving, Mm -hmm. okay? But I just thought about that for a second, and I went... Isn't that really what God cares about at the end of the day? And that this is really the message that all moms need to hear. At the end of the day, God cares about your heart, right? And if our heart is softened and we're like, Lord, I'm disturbed that Dick's Sporting Goods is paying for their employees to travel and kill their babies, and I don't want to have to go there to buy basketball shoes for my son, and we're like, that. that's like sickening to us. God looks at our heart and goes, that is hit my heart. My daughter, I'm proud of you. Mm-hmm. And I just, I need to remind you of that because that's really what is at the core of what is important right now is that we're having soft hearts before the Lord and going, mm-hmm. well, like my dollar does make a difference. I can vote with my dollar. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not that we're trying to bring harm to someone else. It's that we're actually trying to save a baby in this specific circumstance so that company has less funds to give f- towards abortions. Mm-hmm. That's like saving babies, right? Um, which is, that reminds me of what our kids used to say when we would do the pro-life walk- walkathons. We would we had signs that said, saving babies, saving babies. And we'd have all of our babies there with us. Um, and there, my point is, you guys, is if we're willing to go do that, why wouldn't we be willing to make a, a, a change in where we're purchasing something, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it really doesn't have to be this overwhelming thing. And we do not want to come down hard. We don't want you guys to go, oh, I have to change everything right now. What if I have Carhartt in my house and I have Levi's and I have, like, we have those things too. Guess what? We already bought them many years ago when we had no idea that they these companies were going woke. And I'm not going to just chuck them a good coat and a good pair of jeans in the garbage can and then have to go spend more money to replace it. I will no. say sometimes though, you have an extra conviction. It's okay. I agree with that. Yeah. But at the same time, um, some, you know how you have sock drawers and there's socks in the very bottom that you haven't looked at in a long time. I recently pulled out some Nike socks and I'm like, Ooh, I threw them away. Yeah. So we have convictions. Right. I'm not going to wear the Nike swoosh because I ve- I just do not like the company. I right. do not like we many, don't advertise. the lack of patriotism, yeah. the kneeling at uh, ball games, and the support of that, and just the 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 negativeness of of what they the bring to society. The gender confusion that they're perpetuating. I, yeah, I just really yeah. don't like it. So we also are the holy temple, and what we yeah. brand and project out there. Right. So I'm not going to. I feel like if I was wearing Nike socks, I'd be endorsing them. This is my own conviction. Right, but. I, you could also say, "Why is it you're carrying?" I'll bring the iPhone up again. You're carrying an iPhone. I go, but there I isn't know. an alternative for that. I don't at have. The that's not that as. You, yeah. that, that's a much harder thing, and so we just can do what we can yeah. do, and where the Holy Spirit convicts us, we take action, and and uh, it's a tough thing, though. But remember, 
We want yeah. to only endorse things too. This happens to be with what you promote, the companies you promote, the yeah. companies you promote people to work for and work with. Mm-hmm. It is really important. We have to be cognizant of that today. Yeah. And I, you know, if you guys want to, we actually did an entire podcast on that specific topic of how do Christians choose which companies to endorse and partner with or just buy from and the difference between buying from something and endorsing it. And, you know, for us, we have a bit of a different situation than many of you listening to just because we have an online um, ministry and we don't want to lead people to companies that we disagree with, right? That would be weird. And so in regards to what I was talking about, like the if we had a car, we actually don't have a Carhartt coat, but if we did, what I would do is I would probably take the tag off of it. And then my son would probably use it in the winter months going to feed the chickens. And so, but, but do you see the point here? And that part of that is that I don't have millions of dollars to just go and spend on replacing everything. And that's what most moms are thinking right now. And so get creative. You can use a Sharpie on a, a Carhartt patch. You can use the little, I don't even know what it's called. This is so bad. The little tool that you use for sewing to detach it. Um, you can use scissors. And so I, I think that we can get creative, but also recognize when we buy things that are good quality, right? Versus low quality that we would have to replace a lot. I'm about buying things that are good quality, but you know what? You can buy them at consignment short stores and then the Levi's company isn't getting your money. Mm-hmm. actually. And you can just take the little tag off. And so like, there's so many aspects to this. Like we take tags off at store-bought items all the time. It's not like it's extra work to take an extra tag I think off. a lot of women, and yes, it is women, are really probably have a question about Target. Oh, yeah. So you guys, I have loved a lot of the products that Target sells. For example, the I, I have never watched the Ch- Chip and Joanna Gaines show just because we don't do TV and stuff like that. Um, but I love the Magnolia line of products that she's created in They're that really corner nice. of Target. Like that is like my jam. I love it's so pretty. I'm not saying I have very much of it because it's kind of expensive. I don't really have any, <laughs> but I love it. It's so pretty and I get good ideas for decorating from looking at what she does. That's really cool. Um, but then you walk to the baby toddler section and they have literally combined both genders of clothes and it's very difficult to find boy clothes for my boys. I have seven sons, like, right? And so that is frustrating. Then in the month of June, everything is just colored in pride colors everywhere. And it's just like choking you with this agenda, this political agenda. And so um, my In addition to wearables to help. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's gotten so bad that this specific company is now one of the first, I believe, I could be wrong about this, but one of the first to actually sell um, binding undergarments. I'll put it that way in case we have little ears listening. Binding undergarments for kids that are gender confused. And they're advocating for that by selling these products, which I think is child abuse. I'm just going to say it. I think it's child abuse. And so because of these kinds of things that they are selling and pushing on people, I cannot with a good conscience go there anymore. So we stopped that a few months ago. Um, And as soon as I found out about that, I was just like, before I used to be like, I'm not going there in June. So how's life life after Target for being a mom? Guess what? I think I probably saved money. No, but in all seriousness, um, it's not like I went there very often anyway, but I have had to be creative like, okay, where am I going to go to get a gift for someone, right? Um, And it's, but there are alternatives, 
There are. It's like yeah. working a new muscle. And yeah, it can be hard at first, but hard is sometimes what is necessary in order for us to actually make difference in this world. I know some people listening will be like, oh, that's so legalistic. And or yeah. or, oh, you know, with it's just so, everything's corrupted. So how can we make decisions right. like that when, you know, really that doesn't seem like there are any good companies. I mean, that can be a, a real legitimate feeling and it's so much easier just to go to target because there's everything there and I like it. I know where it is mm-hmm. and changing my behavior is going to really disrupt my pattern of travel mm-hmm. when I drop the kids off to do this and I get shopping done in between that. And mm-hmm. You know, and I, I, I get the, I get where they're coming from. And I, just so you guys know, like my heart is never to be like, Oh, legalistically you went to target or look at all those cars in the Starbucks drive-thru. Like I literally never think those things. So I'm really glad that you brought this topic up because I think a lot of moms need this encouragement. The Bible actually commands us not to judge one another's hearts on convictions like this. If you were to read Romans chapter 14, read the entire thing and then read the entire chapter of Romans 15. I cannot read all of that right now because we still have a whole lot that we need to cover on this specific topic, but I am going to read a few things and give you like an overview. Um, We did talk about this specific scripture in our buying and endorsing podcast as well. So if you want to hear us go in depth on this, you can go listen to that. But it says, as for one that is weak, welcome him, but do not quarrel over opinions. Okay. So it's kind of like even the, the first Corinthians 11 one is talking about head coverings. It says, if there's any contentions among you, we have no such practice. Like Paul over and over again is saying, stop being divided, be of one sound mind. And so what we are trying to bring to you is this topic that it like the Bible doesn't actually talk about the specific title, navigating woke companies was your spending. It doesn't actually talk about that. But there is guidance based upon what the the word of God says regarding stewardship and how we should use our money and also that it's connected to our hearts and that we need to be mindful of that. And when you take verses like love the Lord your God with your whole heart, mind, soul, and strength, that to me is all encompassing. It's like God is saying, don't compartmentalize me. Don't compartmentalize my word. My word is alive and active and I've given you the Holy Spirit to be able to discern these things. And so when there's verses like Romans 14 that pierce your heart that say, don't judge a brother or sister who has a conviction on their heart not to eat a certain food because it's been sacrificed by idols, which is what the scripture is talking about. That is equally the message for this specific topic. Do not judge the brother or sister who has parked at the Starbucks parking lot because guess what? Maybe they have a three-year-old that has to go potty mm-hmm. and that's why they're in there. And that's not your job anyway. Or maybe You're not the Holy Spirit. Or maybe all the mom-pop Christian-owned coffee shops close at four o'clock and right. you need to send an email right. and you go into Starbucks. That happens to me sometimes. So this is the thing though. At the end of the day, we need to be walking with our hearts and our consciences. This is all about like to one man, something, his conscience, it is sin, but to another, it is not. You have to obey your mm-hmm. conscience. So to you, for you, would it be sin to buy something from um, a company that is bailing out aggressive protesters who were thrown in jail at an abortion protest that are pro-choice. Is it 
a conviction on your heart to buy something from a company that is bailing those people out? For me, it would be. Mm-hmm. For you, would it be a conviction? Let's just, like, you even had a, a different example of this. Like, if you had a choice on gr- going to grocery shopping at different stores, why don't you share that? I think it's so relevant. If if you had an option to go grocery shopping at a place that was bailing out pedophiles, would you grocery shop there? Like, I literally get sick to my stomach. Well, I was just, I wasn't going to bring it up in this podcast because it's such a crazy topic, but it's like, it's just bring some contrast to it. I think that, you know, what's worse, pedophilia or abortion? And I'm not going to give the answer to that. You think about it. They are both sin. They're both sin. And and so, um, you know, but that, for some reason, that seems to jar our minds, you know, and if a company was for that kind of thing, how would we react to that? Well... If a company's for abortion proactively and helping people to do it, you know, how should we respond to that? But at the same time, you know, we can only Mm -hmm. do so much, right? So, you know, so there's, there's grace and you have to make your own decisions Mm -hmm. and, and what works for you. Mm -hmm. But Hey, let's just try. Why not just, what if we just all tried to put our money in places that were mm-hmm. productive and either neutral or for good things mm-hmm. and the best we can and where we can't, mm-hmm. we can't. But if we just made that effort, I think it would make a massive shift. See, mm-hmm. the way companies work, big companies, is it's about revenue. They're mm-hmm. publicly traded, most of them, and they have board meetings, mm-hmm. and it's about revenue growth. Mm-hmm. That bottom line is actually, no matter, not always, but most of the time, no matter what anybody says in their mission and cause, a lot of the time it is about the bottom line because they have to please mm-hmm. the stock market. They have to please stock brokers mm-hmm. and investors. Mm-hmm. And so uh, just think about that. If their bottom line gets hurt, they do listen. They do listen. Mm-hmm. So I just want to read from the, just share a couple of the verses that are in Romans chapter one. It says, each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. This is verse I'm going into verse 6 of chapter 14 in Romans. The one who observes the day observes it in honor of the Lord. The one who eats, eats in honor of the Lord since he gives thanks to God, while the one who abstains, abstains in honor of the Lord and gives thanks to God. Do you see how there's two different actions happening, but they're both honoring God, okay? For none of us lives to himself and none of us dies to himself. For if we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. So then whether we live or whether we die or we are the Lord's for to this end, Christ died and lived again. He lived again that he might be Lord, both of the dead and the living. Why do you pass judgment on your brother? Or why do you despise your brother? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. And then it continues on. It says, so then each of us will give an account of himself to God. This is the heart of what we want to share. Like, you guys, there there is a need for us to understand that we are not the Holy Spirit. We do not convict hearts, but we are called to be iron in each other's lives as iron sharpens iron. And many of you listening today don't have iron in your life. So that's why you're listening. And I hope that you can hear our heart in this, that yes, this is like an exciting opportunity that we have to make our dollars be like they can count. We can buy mustard from this company or that company and it can literally make a difference because of where the revenues are going. And a lot of times people get really like legalistic about the nitty gritties and that is not where we want to go. We don't want to do this with compulsion, right? Where we're obsessed 
and overwhelmed. And we definitely don't want to give the devil a foothold of guilt in our life because there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And so we need to understand like, uh, and when I said guilt, okay, so I actually need to like clarify because that was a mistake. There's a difference between condemnation. There's no condemnation. And then there's the guilt, which is like conviction, of the Holy Spirit, right? And we need to discern honestly about what's going on in our minds and in our hearts regarding all of the things that are being exposed today. And we need to teach those things to our children because that's how they learn. They see us walking out our faith, not compartmentalizing Jesus and going, whoa, my mom's faith is that important to her that she's willing to stop going to Albertsons or stop going to wherever, right? Like I, I, I'm just saying like, I don't think you have an issue with Albertsons, though, right? Well, not at this point, but okay. they're all oh, with Kroger. There, there is an issue with Kroger, so um, we don't have any Krogers here. But the point is, is like if we are willing to verbalize with our kids why we're not any longer going to go to Target or Kroger, but we are going to go over here, and we teach them the, like the behind the scenes. Guess how much our stock of respect goes up with our kids. It really does. And remember, where you're taking a dollar away from over here you're contributing over here. And that encourages a business to be either neutral or pro-life or whatever the good thing is. And so so you're encouraging in a direction. I think, you know, it's just realize some of these companies, Mm -hmm. what they stand for, they actually don't like you. They actually, in some cases, hate you. And so I don't know about you, but I'm getting tired of giving money to people that hate me and that don't like what Courageous Parenting Podcast, for example, puts out or, you know, would be for uh, big tech censoring something like Courageous Parenting Mm -hmm. Podcast since we're in ministry and think about whatever you do. But I know Mm -hmm. I can feel it. I can feel the Mm -hmm. dislike towards me and I'm not going to let it affect me, but I'm not going to support people Mm -hmm. and companies that don't like us Mm -hmm. and I think you should be encouraged by that to think about that. One of the things we're doing is, you know, it's it's interesting because we're a ministry, but we're for profit for social good ministry. And what that means is we're not tied into the government control of being a nonprofit where they, they can really have more grip on what we say and do. Because there will come a time, unfortunately, where parts of the Bible might become outlawed and we don't want to be controlled by that. Okay, Mm -hmm. so we're building a foundation for the ministry that is for profit. What does that mean? That just means that we sell things to support the ministry. Now, because we're in that building phase still, donations are still incredibly important. In fact, we got two donations this week that literally made things happen Mm -hmm. and were crucial to what we're doing. Huge answer to prayers. Huge answer to prayers. So they're they're needed right now. But what we're trying to do is build for-profit things to bring value to the marketplace where people can make a choice to spend money on coffee, for example. We're going to come out with courageous coffee. And so they can really amazing coffee that also supports something good, courageous parenting and what we're doing. And so, you know, I think that more Christian-based things should think about that 
and conservative mm-hmm. things should think about that. And how can we provide value and give more options? Maybe you're a business person or you're thinking about starting a business. What options could you provide to the marketplace that are really good quality and at the same time they support something good and gives people yeah. that choice? We're trying to give that choice and support something mm-hmm. um, as we go into these inflationary you know, times. As you're talking about this, I'm even wanting to give another resource because I got a lot of messages from people that were saying, man, I've worked for that company for nine years or I've worked for that company for 11 years. And yep, that's right. I got an email this week from da, 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 da. And I I got a lot of messages like that um, on Instagram. And so um, someone also, though, gave me the resource. I think it's called Public Square. You can look them up. And they have what's called a job board and it's for conservatives so that you can align your values with the person that you're working for, um, which I think is just another genius idea. And, and I, this is like a coming together of people that have like-minded values where we're helping one another to be able to move mm-hmm. forward with a clear conscience. Again, it goes back to the clear conscience, right? Like, and, and having a master. And I even think about like the parable of the talents. We talked about how stewardship is definitely a biblical concept that we are all responsible for. Any of the money that you have is actually given to you by God. The job you have is given to you by God. Any provision you have is God's provision, actually. And we need to be thankful for the things that we have, not be discontent with those things. But in Matthew chapter 25, which, by the way, is after one of my favorite chapters that talks about end times, which is Matthew 24. We've talked about that very, like a lot of times. So it's interesting to me that Jesus's words here are chronologically spoken right after he's warning us about rumors of wars and pestilence and famine and all these things, which by the way, he doesn't say if they're induced or not. And so obviously this would be categorized in that category. Then in chapter 25, he talks about the parable of the talents. And he's talking about how we use what he's given us, right? And he gave to different people a different amount and they were mm-hmm. charged with this like, go and make more out of it, right? Well, in... Verse 21, it says, his master said to them, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. That's what we want to hear at the end of the day. That's like that we've just done our best and we give God the rest. Mm -hmm. And we're trying to glorify him through it all. And we're trying to be a good example to our kids and to raise them up with the knowledge of how to make wise, discerning decisions and understand that they actually do make a mark in this world. They do make a difference. And by George, guess what? Roe versus Wade can be overturned, then that means that other things can be changed too. Yeah. And, and, but we have, so we have to stop believing lies that like things like this is never going to happen. And instead, we need to have hope that we have been put here in this generation for a reason. And so have our kids, but we need to equip them so that when big issues like this hit them hard, like this is hitting our generation, all parents right now are going, Whoa, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. Like, or maybe they did. And they're like, not surprised, not shocked after everything I've seen the last three years. But we all are in a place of having to figure it out and navigate it. And we need to be proactive thinkers. You hear us talk about that a lot, but we need to think ahead. It's not like things just get easier or better. We can't just hope for the old. We have to embrace the time God has given us to be alive and to raise our kids and that it was on purpose and to be on purpose and to think critically, um, proactively, have clear thinking, not based on the past and mm-hmm. so forth, but to make good decisions. A thing we've we've done is 
we started a year ago, started working on an app uh, mm-hmm. so that we, because our parenting mentor program used to have a Facebook group. As soon as, you know, they were talking about make, turning it into meta and then that happened and all that. And meta in Hebrew means death, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah. And so we're just like, we're seeing the way things are going, the virtual reality and all that. And we're we like, don't want We don't want to. Yeah. Force people them. to spend, invest money in the parenting program, although it's incredible, but then have to use Facebook groups or be reliant on Meta like it, for yeah. something the ministry provides. Mm-hmm. And so, what did we do? We researched and we go, you know what? The best option is to have an to app. To build an app. And, and so even we though people yeah. have to pay for it monthly once they're outside of the parenting mentor program or if they just want to use it, but you know what? Over 700 people have. And I think that people are waking up and they're starting to say, Okay, I'm willing to pay a little bit mm-hmm. to have a safe environment or to have a product to where be able to get off of things like Facebook. Get off of things yeah. like that. And so yeah. and to be able to be have community in an area or to buy a product and spend a little bit more because mm-hmm. they don't have economies of scale like a huge right. company has. Right. So the product might cost a little bit yeah. more. You know, where we can, we should support those things and be willing to and we're seeing that. Yeah. I just want you to know we're doing that and we're seeing that. We're yeah. set over 700 people, um, you know, in the app. And you can find out more about the app if you go to CourageousParenting.com and you hit the little menu bar. It'll say app in there and you just click on that and that shows you how to get into the app. Yeah. Um, we'd love to have you guys join us. We do monthly Q&As that are an hour long in the app. Um, and then we have like different groups. A couple of them are private. And it's a social media yep. platform where you can connect with other like-minded people. Yep. But this isn't just a commercial for that when I'm I was trying to make a point. And I want you to know that if you're a business person, what proactive decisions do you need mm-hmm. to be making? That was just an example. Uh, where are you reliant on companies that actually hate what you stand for? Yeah. And how do we get less reliant on those things? Mm-hmm. And I think that's important to proactively do. Yeah. You know, I think that it's also an important um, topic because one of the other big, big questions I got from people is this concept of metas on all the lists, right? Which we obviously know we've been talking about censorship for a long time. Um, I know that we don't do ads. How long has it been now? Ever since the election, election. this last uh, presidential election in the United States. So it was like o- September, October of 2021. All that um, was exposed. I mean, when We're everything like, was exposed, we decided, no way, we are not, not allowing money to meta. That's right. And so um, for us, we are, it is a social world. Our world is connected socially online. It's part of the fallen world today, for sure. Um, but we feel called to be missionaries and lights there, and we will be there as long as they allow us to be there, right? But we also created this app so that if we did get deleted, if you will, because that's likely to happen eventually, Mm -hmm. we are already somewhere else, and we want you guys to know about where we are going to be indefinitely, so. Yeah, so good. Yeah, so you guys, thank you so much for joining us today. I just wanna encourage you to be in prayer about this and to just... Praise God Mm -hmm. that good things are happening, that Roe versus Wade was overturned. That's a huge praise report. Amen. And And it's a praise report that darkness is being exposed. There's a lot of good news right now. In fact, I'm trying to share more of it on my social just because, you know, it's easy to see the bad news. Well, wow. When there's good news, let's talk about it. Let's share it. Yep. And on that note, the last thing I just wanted to say, another really big topic that we're not going to dive into, but I just want to point you towards CourageousMom.com and um, in the menu bar, you can hit miscarriage. Um, There has been some massive deception since this abortion 
thing has been overturned, where the left is emotionally manipulating women into feeling bad about making abortion illegal, saying that if you have a miscarriage, then you're not going to be able to get the right services. And that's just a lie. It's literally a lie. It's a deception. Um, It's a very personal point of reference on my heart because I almost died in a miscarriage. And I share that testimony on CourageousMom.com. And I also have a bunch of other resources for you if you've experienced something like that. Or if you've seen what I'm talking about, this deception that's going around the social world and it's hurt you, I'm sorry. Mm. Like I get that. It, it, it like really tugged on my heart hard because I believed a lie and the lie that I believed regarding DNCs, for example, which is a procedure, I, it almost killed me was my, the lie I believed. And I believe it's a spiritual, um, a lack of education in some regards, but then there's also spiritual abuse that happens as well. And this manipulation that's happening from the left-wing agenda is just not okay. It needs to stop. Maybe we'll talk about it in another future podcast. Let us know in a comment if you'd like us to cover that more. We would love to hear from you. Um, But you guys, I just, there are resources. We are trying to bless you with those, so take advantage of them. All right, thanks for joining us. See you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. For more resources, go to Courageous Parenting and CourageousMom.com for free online workshops, blog posts, and best-selling courses. Also, we wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program. Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, we release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting. This is an incredible self-paced program where we cover everything from obedience training to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's a supportive community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone. If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentor program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.